Under the Influence podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. friends. Welcome back to another Hot Shot episode. And this solo episode is going to just be a little life update, a little recap of the year, just some learnings because this year was quite a mindfuck. I think that's the appropriate term to use. (laughs) Like I had so many dreams and visions for this year. And I remember I did a TikTok about planning, you know, the year ahead and looking at my goals and really anticipating, you know, what I wanted this year to look like. And I was really, really excited. And the nice thing about really looking at the year in advance and saying that you're not going to have any expectations really sets you up for not holding any expectations for anything. And when I say that, I, I don't say this lightly. I have had more learning lessons in this year in business than probably all six of my years building the Ekis Marketing Agency together. Like I have just had so many situations and so many, again, learning lessons, things that I can both speak on and things that I cannot speak on. So I wanted to just kind of sit in that because I feel like I've always been very honest. I've always been very upfront. In fact, I bared a lot of my soul when I was launching Get Super. And there have just been so many things that have been on my heart that I feel like my transparency has just been really lacking because I've been in it and I've been going through it. And it's always easier to be authentic and transparent after these things happen. And I even remember talking to you know, I call her my producer, Mackenzie, about sharing a lot of these things that have happened. And a lot of the time she would ask me, you know, why don't you speak on this? And my answer was always, I I can't, I'm in it right now. And I don't know if I can be inspirational or I can give advice. And she kind of was like, well, that's like the best part. It's just like that relatability and like really you sharing that. And so there's still some things where I'm like, withholding and I'm not ready to share on. And quite frankly, because there are some pretty fucking awful human beings out in this world. And I got up close and personal with quite a few of them. So not to take it on like a really dark note, but that's kind of where I'm at. And the reason why too, I'm withholding a lot of sharing this information. But moving forward, I did want to talk about turning 30 and just some lessons that I've learned over my 20s decade. And I love calling it like my 30th decade. And this one person on TikTok, I know you're not supposed to like give haters like their moment, 
but it absolutely cracks me up. I keep calling it my 30th decade. And she, I'm assuming it's a she, her handle is literally your narcissist. And I'm like, that's fitting. She literally loses her shit every time I post. She's like, it's not your 30th decade. Like, don't you know how to count? I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, so moving forward, this year has, again, been just full of learning lessons. And it's been full of so many things. I have really been under the gun in terms of leading with my intuition and experiencing firsthand expectations that I have for others and learning their expectations of me, both like said and addressed and not. And so that has been something where it's been really interesting to reassess my boundaries and to reassess my mental health when it comes to these business dealings. Also, like, let's just call it what it is. Like 2023 has been a really hard year for everyone. You know, the economy is really operating in a different way. I feel like we all came off this high from 2022. There's talks of a recession and like the housing market crashing and like all these different things. And so I just feel like everyone collectively is like feeling like 2023 was just interesting. I mean, that and also the fact that the government admitted to aliens, but I won't go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) Anyway, so one of the things too, with this year and with the last couple of years is that I'm going through my Saturn return, right? And whether or not you guys follow astrology, your Saturn return is kind of like this time of like reckoning. It's like really stepping into taking responsibility of your life. And also it's a time where a lot of things fall away because again, whether or not you believe in astrology or what you believe in, I truly feel like this time in our lives is because we're learning what serves and what doesn't, right? We're truly like kind of becoming like very confident in our own adulthood where I feel like our 20s really showed us, it was like this giant crazy experiment of like what works and what doesn't, what do we like and what we don't. And and now like, again, being 29 and looking at this next decade, I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm available for and this is what I'm not available for. And it just so happens that, again, I'm in the Saturn return, which, again, your Saturn return is also like, quote unquote, some of the most challenging times of your life. It could be, you know, this time for a great transformation, yada, yada, yada. So I'm celebrating this year. And I remember thinking, like, this is my 29th year. Like, what do I want to do? I started this thing on TikTok where I was like, this is my hot girl era. Like, I want to feel hot. Like, I really want to lean into, like, my beauty and, like, my inner femininity and do my hair and do my makeup. And I have been. And even, like looking at my workout schedule and the way that I feel and do I feel like more confident or sexier when I work out and like all these different things. And I also started looking at like things that I wanted to leave behind and like recognize from my 20s going into my 30s. So I came up with five things. So these are basically the five things that I've learned in my 20s. So this one is I wrote and I wrote a list. So if I'm referencing that it's because I'm literally reading off a list. But The first one is don't feel like you need to drink the Kool-Aid just because everyone else is doing it, right? Like mom and dad always said, don't jump off a cliff just because everyone else is jumping. And obviously this is kind of self-explanatory, but I think I've always heard this saying and I didn't really understand it until it was applied so heavily in my life. And what I mean by that is that there's a lot of situations where I feel like 
in business or in my personal life, I have to just go with the flow. Like I just have to say yes, because that's what everyone else is doing. Whether that's my people pleasing mentality coming up, or that's just me wanting to feel accepted with a group of people. I felt this. And this year, again, I've challenged that. There were a lot of things that came up. In fact, one in particular where I just did it because everyone else was doing it. And it was an extremely hard learning lesson because I got screwed. And then there were other times where I was kind of being coerced into just doing something. But I felt in my gut that this was wrong and I wanted to look at it deeper. And I did. And then I fought for it and then I got it. And even though I was the only one that stood up and fought for it, it served me in the best way. And I know I'm being vague here because some of the stuff I can't talk about, but I do want to share on this. So this is something too. I even see this too. I was talking with my girlfriend recently, like a lot in like the spiritual world. I, you know, I'm really drawn to spiritualists. I'm really drawn to people that kind of operate in different dimensions or timelines and one of the things that's been sticking out is like kind of my story going back to my own faith and like what I believe. I was raised a Christian. I went to a Christian high school. I went to a Christian college and it was just like deeply imprinted into my mind that like Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Like, you know, we go to church every Sunday. These just moral like principles from this faith have just been ingrained in me. And when I was in college, I started questioning it. And I actually took off to Thailand. And I remember in Thailand, there was there's this idea of karma and this belief of it. Anyway, one of the most beautiful things about Buddhism is that there's this kind of like exchange for this morally good behavior versus this morally bad behavior. And I remember that you know, whether, and I'm, I'm remembering from college, so forgive me, because I don't, I really don't know that much about Buddhism. I haven't studied it heavily, but there was this idea where people were genuinely <laughs> nice because they were afraid of the karmic response. So they were afraid that if they didn't, they weren't a good person, they would come back as something lesser than. So for example, if you are a human in this life, but you are an awful human and you commit all these awful things, you would come back maybe an ant or a dog or, you know, a a leaf, like something lesser than. And so I remember thinking about this and I remember meeting the people and I remember meeting uh, these people in Thailand that were just some of the best human beings I have ever met, kind of souls. And I remember thinking that, they were just so genuinely in love with their lives and so genuinely accepting of where they were in their lives. And they kind of treated each day like a gift. So when I go back to this topic of don't feel like you need to drink the Kool-Aid just because everyone else is doing it, I feel like I've been kind of challenging a lot of these beliefs that everyone believes. And a lot of this too comes with this spiritual trend, whether you call it astrology or looking further down the line into what you believe spiritually, I've been kind of challenging it and really kind of assessing like my faith and coming back to it. And even though it's trendy and even though everyone's kind of speaking on the universe and energy and you know the power of manifestation, I've kind of also been looking at what do I truly believe and where do I truly sit, even though it might be the unpopular opinion? So that was my first 
huge learning lesson, you know, and this one kind of applies for this year, but also for just my 20s, you know, and I think that kind of applies to all of us in our when we're in our 20s. We just really want to feel accepted. The second is your intuition and how it is quite literally everything and listening to it closely. I remember like the first time I learned about intuition and feeling like I like didn't have one. Like I remember people talking about how they just had these like gut instincts. And I remember being like, I wonder what that feels like. And if you study human design and you are an emotional authority, that is a different conversation. But because we make decisions very differently, they have to feel good in our bodies. And sometimes that takes us like some time. But I remember thinking like, how do I know what my intuition is? How do I know what this feeling is? And I started realizing that I was ignoring my intuition. And I do this thing, which is a flaw of mine, where when I speak to someone in business and honestly just in life, sometimes I put them on this pedestal. And sometimes I assume that I'm the dumbest person in the conversation or I don't know what I'm talking about. They must know they are the expert. And it's just this kind of pattern belief. Maybe it came from my childhood where I immediately just kind of trust. And I immediately just kind of put people in this, like they are more worthy than I, or they know more than I. And I started realizing that I was ignoring my intuition because I was kind of doing this with other people. And I talk about people on this episode because again, people have really shaped my 20s. And obviously, as they do our entire lives. But I started again to kind of listen to these thoughts and these feelings and these emotions when I was talking to people. And this also kind of plays into, you know, me looking at things like, well, you should just do it. Or, well, this was clearly a sign. So you clearly need to take action on this and go for it, even if it doesn't feel good to you. And all those times where if I've forced myself, if I've been unsure about something or I had a negative feeling about something and I forced myself to proceed or I chose a certain action, even though it wasn't the action I wanted to take, it has come back to bite me. And I really started sitting with that. I really started like sitting with like, how do I trust myself? And what does that look like? And I really, truly, honestly feel like intuition whether or not we believe it's like this woo-woo, like nudge or niggle, I believe that it really comes down to like our trust within ourselves. Like, do you trust this person? Do you trust this in like situation? And do you trust yourself enough to listen to how you would navigate it as if you were the expert? And I've been really playing with that because I feel like now I have a really good read on my intuition. Like I've always kind of been able to read people. And again, I was never like letting that lead. Like when I was, you know, entertaining a client or I was talking with my boyfriend or friends or anything like that. Like I always kind of assumed like whatever comes off of their tongue is true and what they're telling me and to not to overread it. And now when I look at it, I'm like, wow, I can really call bullshit on a lot of different things. And I can feel into people or I can feel into my intuition, whether it's a person or a situation. And I honestly believe we all have that. It just comes down to learning Do we trust ourselves to know that we are right about this or to know that we should listen to this feeling inside of us? So your intuition is everything. Listen closely. That's number two. Yay. 
Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. Number three, Trusting people is a rare art form and to always be cautious. Yeah. Like, oh, there is just so much about this. I've dealt with this so personally. So I want to also like back up and just share a little bit about my childhood. So I feel like most people know I was raised by a single father. He's absolutely incredible. I was also put into a lot of situations with a lot of terrible people as a child. Stepmothers, stepfathers different people like that, that are just absolute trash and were absolute trash to me and did not know how to honestly be around children, nor should they have been around children. And so again, a lot of my programming with people comes from that. And I work on that a lot. (laughs) Like I really try to reprogram my brain to, from everything that I learned as a child to now who I am as an adult. And last year, I really took a gamble on trusting people and trusting their word. And I think that there's been a lot of sacrifice on my end when it comes to giving people my word. When I think about it, whether it's employees or clients and who falls on the sword first, I've noticed that I was always very willing to sacrifice anything to make sure that I kept my word. Whether or not that's like, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z for you, or I'm going to show up in this way, whether or not that served me. And I started assuming that people were also going to do that and that it was always going to return. You know, if I do X, Y, and Z for this person, they're going to do X, Y, and Z for me. If I do a favor for them, they're going to come back and give this back to me or my time will come because I'm putting in so much hard work and these people are going to recognize it and affirm it. And like, again, there's like this, there's this like level of like, I was expecting people to return the same love and care and attention that I was putting into them. And that's just not true. And that just honestly is such a toxic way of acting and thinking. 
And so in that, I put a lot of trust in people. I put a lot of trust in people telling me that they were going to do X, Y, and Z and then not. Put a lot of trust in people bearing a lot of information and opening up to them, ultimately to have that leveraged against me. I put a lot of trust in people on their words, saying things like, I'm invaluable. I will never not be needed. I will never not be a resource or someone that will be a part of a team. And I took those things to heart and really held on to them, which again is very problematic for me. And I trusted very blindly. And a lot of times too, there was a lot of trust in people, even when their actions weren't lining up with their words. And so I wrote number three is trusting people is a rare art form because I don't feel like people can't be trusted. In fact, I think that a lot of people can. And there are a lot of people that will still continue to show up and stick to their words, stick to their guns, be good, ethical people. But I think that we have to also go back to point number two and check in with our intuition and listen closely. Do I know this person? Have I fact-checked everything that they're saying? Have I asked the right questions? Do I feel confident moving forward with them? And if I do, why? So always be cautious. Trusting people is a rare art form. And I've learned, again, this one mainly this year. And also in my early 20s, I trusted a lot of friends. I mean, your 20s are also that time period where like, friends are coming and going. And like, there's a lot of like fallouts from like high school, college buddies. And I trusted some people that ended up just not treating me the way I deserve to be treated. And, you know, again, like we live and we learn and sometimes we can't always identify who's trustworthy and who's not, but at least we can be cautious about it. At least we can know that, you know, we're protecting ourselves first and foremost and those that we know to love us and those that we know, you know, we can really entrust ourselves with. But yeah, trusting people is a rare art form. Number four, if it feels too good to be true, fact check it. Okay. This is another one where I feel like this can also be an absolute statement where people say if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't. Um, Bullshit. I thoroughly believe, in fact, I had a really great meeting with, you know, someone that I truly adore and kind of admire and look to as like kind of a loose mentor. But she told me, you know, if your idea feels achievable, it's not big enough. Like your idea should feel impossible. And I kind of love this because I also feel like we limit ourselves when we say like, if something's too good to be true, it can't be good. Like that's a limiting belief. I think that the better mantra is if it feels too good to be true, fact check it. Double check it. Do your due diligence, do your homework. You know, is this job offer really everything that you want? Is this guy who is telling you you are his moon and stars, you know, the love of your life? Or does he love bombing the shit out of you? Fact check it. I think that one just speaks for itself. Like we don't need, we don't live in the times of limiting beliefs anymore, but we do live in a reality where it's like, there are things that need to be fact checked and we need to fact check ourselves. So 
be realistic. You can be, you can still be Delulu. You can still have that energy of like, I'm loving my life and I'm going to assume everything that's possibly good is going to happen to me. Great. But do your homework. Okay. And last but not least, this is number five. Live every year like it's your last, which is such fucking cheesy bullshit of me to say. But like, again, I'm looking back over the last 10 years, right? And I started my agency when I was 22. And I remember people telling me like, God, you're so young. You're so young to be doing this. And like, I was way fucking young. And I look back thinking like I was going to get a jump on everyone because I was going to start this marketing agency. I was going to be so successful because I was starting so young. And like, I had X, Y, and Z planned and I was ready for it. And like, I'm, you know, this is how my life's going to look when I'm 25. And then when I'm 30, you know, I wanted, I wanted a house, a husband and babies at 27. I remember when I turned 27, I had this full like meltdown. Cause I was like, I, which was also my golden birthday because my birthday is on November 27th. But I remember being like, this is the worst birthday. Like I'm not married. I don't have kids. I'm an agency owner. And like, is this all life's cracked up to be like, is this it? Because like, or like, you know, am I behind? I kept feeling like I was behind and I stopped like kind of like during this time in my twenties, I kind of stopped like living. Like, I don't want to say that. Like I've had a beautiful life and I've had like all these blessings and, you know, I was definitely the first one, you know, to go have a drink with the girls and to go on wild vacations and go, you know, live up my life. But I wasn't really giving myself a chance to explore like who Whitney was, which is what your twenties are for, because I was so dedicated to this plan. And I remember I would set my goals, which I'm kind of going to reference back this like TikTok I did about like how I used to set all these goals and then they were so rigid and set at the beginning of the year that by the end of the year, they just weren't even a fit. Like they just even in line anymore. It was just always about like the next year. It was always just like about like how much further can I push myself? How much more can I obtain that it started to feel so empty? And even now, when I look back over my 20s, when I really first started hitting me that I was turning 30 this year, I was like, what was this all for? Why did I work so hard if I'm at this place where I still feel like I haven't hit my stride in my life? And being so candid with you, this year has been so much about getting to a place where I can rediscover that flame inside me. And I have my passions and I have all these things, but what do I want every single day of my life to look like? That's what's changing. That's what's evolving. What am I here for? What am I available for? And instead of living every day with a goal list, looking right back at me, of things that I have to do and things that I have to achieve in order to stay on track and be successful and be this fucking business owner woman that I so desperately need to be. I'm shifting into what if this was my last year on earth? What if, what if I don't come back tomorrow? Like, am I doing the things that light me up? Am I 
getting excited about going into the office every day? Am I working with the people that are just badass and like are the Whitney type, you know, that are, that make me excited? Am I doing that? Or am I just doing everything to achieve a goal and to hit that benchmark so that I could get on to the next goal and the next benchmark? See, sometimes when we start our own businesses or when we are so career driven or any of you that are out there that are manifest generators, like especially manifest generators, we get into this hamster wheel of what's next, what's next, what's next. How do I continue to grow, continue to create, continue to generate? And then we find ourselves looking around at what we've created with zero purpose or passion or just meaning. And then we turn 30 and then we're looking back at the last 10 years like, would I have done things differently? Would I have lessened up on myself about getting married and having kids and having a home? Would I have traveled more? Would I have taken on so much or accepted different job offers and maybe grown in a different way? And I think when we have that intention of waking up every single morning and really valuing our time on this planet and our health and our well-being, I think we shift. I remember listening to people talk about this when I was in my early 20s and thinking that these people were slow. They were soft. They didn't want it as badly as I did. They weren't committed. They were somebody that didn't have a bigger vision for themselves. And now I'm like, God, what an ignorant way of thinking. Like how like just dense could I have been with no ability to relate? And now I'm becoming that person. My time, my family, my well-being have become non-negotiables. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore (laughs) about what people want to assume or who they choose to think I am. And that was a huge lesson for my 20s. I don't have to cop to anyone's expectations. And I certainly don't need to waste any energy on what people think of me. I mean, it's nice to be affirmed. It's nice to feel flattered and accepted. But are those people the ones that are making my life joyous? Are they filling me up with love? Are they paying my paychecks and paying for my vacations and paying for my dog's vet bills? No, I am. There's so much in this and there's so much more like on self-love too that I've really walked through the last couple of years and learning how to fall back in love with myself and learning how to really understand what it means to love your life. And I want to end this podcast on that because I feel I still feel like I have so much more to go and to learn. And this year being the year that it was, I've had so many people be like, she's burnt out. She's lost her flame. She's lost her edge. And it hurts. Like, it hurts to hear that people are talking about you that way because you went through a hard year. 
And what they don't know is that I really haven't lost shit. I'm just readjusting and I'm evolving. And I'm going back into my little cocoon so that I can come out and evolve into an even bigger butterfly. Like, God, so cheesy. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's no one's fucking business. And again, if I'm looking at my life for other people and for my own goals to showboat my success to other people, maybe fine. Maybe that's how it should work. Maybe I should take their critiques and their gossip and all those other things to heart. But fuck that. I only get so many days around the sun. And why would I Why would I spend a moment worrying about someone else's thoughts and visions of me when maybe I only have tomorrow left? That's the shift. And that is also the shift that happens, I believe, from your 20s to your 30s. I'm beyond excited for my 30th decade. I hope you're listening. You are a narcissist. I hope you're, hope you fucking heard that. <laughs> um, because I've heard it's like your twenties, but you have more money and you give less of a fuck. So I'm like here for it. I'm also here for the fact that this is our journey and this is our life and we get to be as messy and creative and different as we want to. We don't have to drink the Kool-Aid just because everyone else is doing it. We can listen to our intuition, even if it makes no sense to anyone else. We can choose who we want to trust and who we want to entrust our lives with or our decisions with. You know, we get to believe that it's not too good to be true, but make sure that we're taking care of ourselves by double-checking the situation. And most importantly, we get to live every single day like it's our last day. And do as we wish. Oh, I'm so ready for to turn 30. <laughs> I'm also celebrating with this super fun event. I'm so excited. I'm sure this podcast will come out after the event, but I am so excited for my birthday. And I'm excited to like come into this next era. I did a whole photo shoot. And people are like, why are you doing a photo shoot for your birthday? And I was like, you know what? Because I fucking can. And I wanted to feel beautiful. And I wanted to document this moment. And I did. And it probably makes no sense to anyone, but I did it. And I love it. So yeah. Interesting hotshot episode. Apologies, it was so long, but also I'm like, not sorry. So, but like every single hotshot episode, I would like to read a review. This one is a, (laughs) this one is just a short, like a short, but sweet, great one. It says, come on, iTunes. Great show. Great show to stay on top of all the industry trends and keep you listening. Wow. Thank you so much. So come on, iTunes. You go ahead and screenshot that and DM it to me and my team, and we will be sending you a Amazon gift card. Like always, guys, I really, really appreciate the reviews. They help the show to rank. They get us new, bigger guests. And as always, thanks for going under the influence with me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.